Welcome back to The Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, Alex Albisu. This is episode 72. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that if you head over to thedadchronicle.com, you can subscribe for free to the show if you are not subscribed already. Make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss a single episode. Now, in today's episode, I speak with Steven Schleicher of Major Spoilers. Now, I love Steven. I love the energy that he brings to his passion for all things comic books and geeky stuff that I'm really into, but he also brings a passion to being a father, and we talk a little bit about this aspect of his life. We talk about why he's reluctant to share too much personal detail about his family, including the names of his sons. Certainly, we live in a in a safe community, but I do know that there are people who can take advantage of young children uh, when they know too much information. We also talk about how important it is to embrace what your kids are into. Even though you may hate it, even though it's something that you think is totally dumb, embrace it. And we also talk about how important it is to block off time to spend with your family especially when you have so many creative endeavors like Steven does. I think people that work with me on a regular basis know that from 2.30 in the afternoon until 7 o'clock at night, that's all family time. Here's my conversation with podcaster, comic book aficionado, and father, Steven Schleicher of Major Spoilers. Steven Schleicher, thanks for being on The Dad Chronicle. How are you? Thank you, Alex. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking and having me on the show. I'm very excited about this conversation. Yes, yes. And uh, you're somebody that I, I've always loved the work that you do, the, the value that you bring, especially to like TMS. Um, that's where I, I learned about you and uh, really enjoy hearing you talk about all these different like comic book things that like I just <laughs> I, I, I've always been a fan of comics, but you're on like another level, man. Oh, thank you. And and I'm not even on that other level as some of my other uh, fellow uh, contributors to major spoilers who just are even at a, a stratosphere where I'm just at the, uh, what is it, the ionosphere. I don't know how it goes, but <laughs> that's science stuff. I know comic book stuff. Dude, it's great, though. And and I'm I'm such a, a geek for that stuff. So so hearing it on that other level, I'm like, oh, I'm learning stuff like this is fun. But anyway, <laughs> let's learn a little bit something about you. So uh, do you okay. want to uh, introduce yourself to the folks at home and, and also a little bit about your family? Sure. I'm Steven Schleicher. I run a website called Majorspoilers.com that is pop culture comic book uh, related. So you're, if you're looking for comic book news or reviews or interviews, we have it all over there at Majorspoilers.com. I started the site 13 years ago on July 3rd in 2006. And uh, coincidentally, uh, 11 months later, we had my first uh, my first son. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so there, I mean, I think, you know, there was definitely this idea of uh, we were at a place where um, we needed a, a, a stress reliever, I guess. Uh, and some families encounter this as they're trying to start their families. But certainly once major spoilers started, it seemed like there was a, a big shift and change. And so having kids became a lot easier. So it's just very interesting to know that, you know, my oldest son is 12. Major spoilers is when you're older than that. And then my youngest son is eight years old, four years after that. And I think that's all just a kind of kind of really interesting. So there's my wife. Uh, who is a who is a nurse? Uh, she works at, uh, at at a hospital here in town. And then I have my oldest boy, who I mentioned is twelve. Uh, I will refer to him in our conversation as the boy. And then the youngest, who I said is eight, uh, I refer to him as the sidekick. So if you're following me on social media or you're uh, following uh, on uh, anywhere else, and I talk about this on the morning stream and other places as well. That's how I refer to my kids. Yeah, and and essentially you have three kids then because you got. Major spoilers, <laughs> right. which was born right, right, a year right. before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is kind of a baby, and it has it gone is. through a lot of the same uh, struggles and changes that, you know, taking care of a child is like. Uh, granted, 
you know, I'm not up every night at 2 a.m. Uh, de- dealing with things, but, you know, the site does get sick. The site becomes unwell. There are times where you up uh, are up all night and at all hours, you know, making sure your site grows and develops and flourishes. So there, there is some of that, as well as all the podcasts that we do, too. It's kind of that same thing where you do have a fair, uh, you know, a care and feeding of your site and your podcasts. Now, how many podcasts do you guys have going over at Majorspoilers.com now? Um, right now, let me look here. There is, there's a lot of them. I'm not going to list them all off, but you can find them at uh, Majorspoilers.com slash podcasts. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that that I produce. And uh, another one that another person produces, but it's part of the Major Spoilers podcast network that we release exclusively on our on our site. That's cool. You, you, I think uh, you might be at the same number of podcasts as Scott at this point. I can't. I can't remember. I think he may have a couple more than than me, but Maybe. it's it's definitely a lot, and it definitely keeps keeps me going. It's like I spend about you know half of my day doing my uh, website work, and then half of the day doing and producing and recording and editing podcasts. So it it's it is a full-time job yeah and it's a it sounds like a a, a great bit of fun now i want to go back to uh something that you were talking about so you have the boy you have the sidekick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and, and you and i've talked about how you know you and scott have uh kind of had a little back and forth and understanding you know the the idea of not sharing your your son's names um do you yeah. want to kind of dive so- into that a little bit more so you know a lot of people are really cool about sharing their their children's names uh, on social media and on their podcasts and, and making that uh, part of, you know, the, the podcast family, our listeners, we feel are, you know, part of our family and everything. And so some people feel the need to, Hey, well, here's my son's name, or here's my daughter's name, or here's my wife's name. Uh, and I'm kind of not that way. Originally when my first, uh, when the boy was born in 2007, we very much were, Okay, let's see how this goes. But about a couple of about a month or two in, I was just like, you know what? This is probably not a good idea to be announcing our son's name, especially with people that can go online and find out information through a simple web search. Uh, Certainly, we live in a in a safe community, but I do know that there are people who can take advantage of young children uh, when they know too much information. Oh, hey, I know your dad. Hey there, you know, fill in your kid's name. Oh, I know your mom. And this is so great. Hey, you know what? They wanted me to come pick you up and take you to to their house or something. Come on, get in the car and I'll drive you over there. And so that kind of, you know, um, information breeds a little bit for me, a little bit too much familiarity with uh, with our listeners. And I do love our listeners, uh, but it, I think it breeds a little bit too much familiarity that could cause problems down the road. So. Yeah. You know, we made a, a conscious choice that anytime we're talking about our kids on our social media, that we don't refer to them by the first name. And that was really hard to get through to uh, our parents because they were like, oh, we wanted to say, you know, congratulations or happy birthday to this. And we had to say, please do not use their name when you're when you're communicating or when you're talking about them, because mm-hmm. we just are trying to give them that level of protection. And the interesting thing will be next year because the boy will turn 13. And when he turns 13, we've made a decision and we've told him, if you want to have social media presence and you want people to know you by your name, that is totally fine. But that's a decision you get to make when you're 13 because you're old enough and you meet all the Facebook, the Instagrams, the whatevers 
um, you know, minimum age requirement. So at that time, he can do whatever he wants. He's been begging me for years to try to get on a Twitch live stream and wants to stream his games. I'm like, no, you're not old enough. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to expose you to, uh, uh, um, I don't want to say a bad element, but it does boil down to a bad element, whether it be a toxic troll or whether it be somebody that may um, have bad intentions. Uh, and we just don't want them to be exposed to that. So uh, I've been, and it's been very hard over 13 years of major spoilers because my kids uh, have been a big part of what we do at major spoilers. Right. Um, you know, for anyone that's listened to our shows, uh, probably when he was, when the boy was, I want to say maybe four, no, maybe a little bit younger, but, but, but around four, I started having him record the outro of our podcast, the copyright notice. Mm. And so every year I have him re-record it. January 1st, he comes down into the office. We record that outro. And then in the January episodes, I run all of those copyright notices from when he was four until today. And everybody loves that because it's like, oh, my God, we can hear him grow up. Yeah. And I can't believe I remember listening to this the first time and, and listening to him grow up. But, um, you know, beyond that and beyond just, you know, things that I talk about doing with my kids. Uh, we don't want, uh, you know, we really don't want people to be that familiar with them. And I know, and Scott and I have had this conversation, Scott Johnson over at, uh, at the Frog Pants Network have had this conversation before because he's very open with sharing all of his kids' names. Even when his uh, youngest son, Nick, was was super little kid, he was like, no, this is my son, Nick, this, you know, Carter, you know, all these people. And it's just like, well, I mean, that is, that's an option that he's going to take. And I guess we're just a little bit more a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's fair. I think that, you know, it's, it's up to the, to the parent to, to deem what's mm -hmm. best. And, and I certainly, mm -hmm. uh, I could definitely see the merit in that. You know, we, yeah. we talk about Aria on this show, my daughter, um, mm -hmm. and it's, but, but you bring up a lot of good points, right? Like, I think, I think it's, it's worthy to be aware. I think it's worthy to be, uh, cautious and that's the beauty of you know parenting right like yeah you, know, you have to decide yeah. what's best for your situation so totally respect right. that totally respect and I, that i think there have been times over the years where i have slipped and let my my kids names be known um they're both very much comic book oriented names so if, if you know me and you know you know my my comic book heroes it's not too hard of a stretch to figure out what their names are uh but um which is, you know, it, which in itself is, is very interesting that I'm not willing to share their names that way. But, you know, as we have gotten to the point where our oldest, the boy is getting into social media, you know, he's got his own Instagram account and we're, you know, cautious of that. He has a phone and instant messages, his friends and other people. And we're cool with that. Um, but, you know, it's going to get to the point where he's like, no, this is who I am. I want to do these things. And he's going to come to me, I'm sure, and say, Dad, I want to, you know, stream on your Twitch channel or can I do this? And mm -hmm. he's going to let his name be known. And that's that's his choice and his decision to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the youngest, he really hasn't asked for that yet. I don't think he cares for that uh, kind of stuff or he's not, it's not a big deal to him. Um, <laughs> although it was funny because um, he was in a karate tournament uh, last year. And I put a picture of his award up that he won, uh, his first place award that he got. And it got like 63 likes or something like that. And he looked at that and thought it was so cool. And he's like, Dad, I've gone viral. Like, well, I, I don't think that you've gone viral yet, dude. Hey, that's cool. He's, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. he's embracing his celebrity. Yes, to, to an extent, yes. 
And then, and then cute, he goes man. and looks That's and see what it, and sees what his older brother, you know, how many likes a picture that I've posted on him has. And then they go and they they argue about it. Ah, uh, the ears. Yeah. yeah. So they, they're aware of the social media outlet and they're aware of why I don't make a big deal of using their names. Mm. But I think the fact that one of them is the boy and one of them the sidekick does give them an identity as well. Yeah. No. And that's that's great. I think that it's it's definitely a great uh choice and i love the names i just mm-hmm. like it and let, let's go back to the to the comic book bit so uh you're you're obviously very well known for your passion for comic books and just a, a variety of uh, of things um and I, I wanted to dive a little bit more into your love for comic books like where did that start where did that stem from Oh, I think it's I think it's always been there. I mean, when I was a kid, we could get, you know, like a bag. You know, my parents would take me on these uh, cross country road trips in the summer. You know, dad gets two weeks off or whatever it was. And so we'd load up the the truck and the camper and we'd drive to the Grand Canyon or something. And to keep us occupied, it was either read, you know, the greatest uh, collection of Mark Twain ever or mom would go to a to a store and they would uh, have bags of you know, like five comics for a dollar or something like that. So I would read some Star Wars and some Mickey Mouse and some Bugs Bunny and, you know, a Superman stuff kind of stuff with that. And so I kind of was always very interested that in that at a young age. And then, um, you know, when I was older and could drive, I would drive to different comic book stores around Kansas uh, in Topeka and Lawrence in Kansas City and just buy books that I was interested in reading those. And just that's something that just has always kind of st- stuck with me that I enjoy this medium of, of storytelling. Uh, the art and the words together can be some, can be very, very powerful, powerful. Yes. And, uh, and I really love that. And so then, uh, years later, uh, I was working for an online company and, and, um, both for NBC universal with one of their sites and with another site covering the, uh, film and video industry. And at one point I was just like, you know what, uh, it doesn't cost a hundred dollars a year to buy a domain. It's like three bucks a year or whatever to, to register a domain and I can host something on GoDaddy and I can take all this knowledge that I've gained from working for, you know, a decade in, in online, uh, entertainment. And I could bring that, that knowledge, that expertise of what we were doing on those sites and bring it into the comic book world. And I'm never going to compete with the big guys, but I think our perspective is a lot more unique than what, than what others are. And I think that's why people enjoy coming to major spoilers is because we do present a unique that is not colored by favoritism or currying favor from, from publishers and other people. Um, people have always said they like that. We're very honest in the things that we do. So, you know, it just, my passion for, for writing and my passion for comics and my knowledge of, of web just kind of collided in, in 2006. And I was like, you know what, I'm kind of tired of working for other people. What if I just did this, on my own and, uh, and, and launch, launch the site and then gather people around me who are also experts and we can build this site up together, man. You're living the dream. It's I, I wonderful. guess. I don't know. I've looked at my checkbook and I'm like, Ooh, that's some, that's <laughs> a tiny little dream there. You know what though? You, uh, you have to do what you're passionate about. Yeah. There's that, there's yeah. that whole money thing. Sure. But yeah. So, the, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, people say this a lot and, and it really is true. Uh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And at no point have I ever looked at major spoilers or my love of comics and said, wow, this is a lot of work. I don't want to go into work today. Yeah. And that's so, so, so important. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So let's actually take a step back because I want to dive a little bit more in, into some of the creative stuff that you're doing and how you find that balance 
to to do all this. But before we jump into that, how uh, how well are the boys um, really embracing? The love of comics and and you know, it sounds like they're playing video games and stuff. So oh, they're, yeah, they're, how they're, are they totally doing not? I mean, they're totally not right. I mean, uh, it's funny because it, and and maybe you'll experience this, and I know some of the other parents out there probably experience this about the time your kids hit about eight. You're an embarrassment to them, <laughs> right? They, they want they want nothing to do with you or anything that you that you like, right? Yeah, um, because it's and, and a lot of it is just me teasing them a lot uh, about oh, should I get out of the car and open the door for you and announce that you are here? And they're just like, no, Dad, shut up! It's an embarrassment. It's like that just I means you're doing do it right, Stephen. Okay, you're doing it right. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know they 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 you know it's like, hey, man, uh, free comic book day is coming up. And in, in originally, in, when my son was, the boy was very young, like four, I've got some amazing videos of him walking through a comic book store and he's naming off all of the characters and telling me who all these characters are because he watched like the Marvel superheroes cartoon show and he was, you know, exposed to comics that way. But for both of them, it's really interesting because I'm like, hey, do you want to read some comics? And they're like, nah, that's okay. Interesting. But, but but that's okay because they're still experiencing things from a lot of different directions. Like uh, the sidekick is totally in love with the Shazam movie. But I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you want to read some some Shazam comics? No, nah, that's okay, Dad. Um, but then at the same time, the boy, for the last couple of years, has been obsessed with My Hero Academia. That's a good show. And so and not only the show, but he is devouring all of the the manga collections. Oh, awesome! So. Even though he says he doesn't read comics, he'll read My Hero Academia and just devour that in like an hour, you know, each volume in an hour. And it's funny because when I'm like, you know, that's that's comics, right? And he kind of had and then, you know, right around Christmas time, we had bought a couple of of the new volumes that were out. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really into reading My Hero Academia anymore. And we're just my wife and I are kind of looking at each other going, oh, this is going to be a horrible gift. Then if he says he's not really into it. And sure enough, Christmas Day. I gave that one to him last and I was like, well, you probably, you know, if, if you don't want this one, that's fine. No big deal. He opened it up and he's like, oh no, I'll, I'll, uh, uh I'll, I'll read these. Yeah. I'm and sure it, you will. And within, and within 10 minutes, all the other cool toys, the, the video games and the other stuff, the soccer stuff and everything had all been set aside and he was curled up in a blanket, just devouring those volumes again. So I think he doesn't want to, you know, he still wants this. And I think this happens at all kids. You know, they want to be their own individuals. They don't want to be compared to their parents at all. And so they say, oh, no, I'm not into this stuff or I, I don't like this stuff. But they're really still clinging on to those things that that they identify with. Sure. And, you know, for um, for the sidekick, it's Pokemon right now or, you know, Beyblades or whatever it may be. And for the for the oldest, he's all into sports and he's all into, you know, My Hero Academia or Naruto on on uh, the, the animes. He'll watch those nonstop. Um, so they're the Venn diagram of my interests and their interests do overlap. It's not a lot, but we do find some common ground in those areas. But what I think is really great and you touched on this is how supportive of of their interests that you are. How do you yes. foster that? And like if if we were to be speaking to some of the listeners out there who are really trying to connect with their kids on some of the things that they're enjoying and they want to embrace the 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 healthy things that they're into, what what would you suggest to those parents? I, I think you have to go, you know, dive in uh, 100%, even though you may hate it, even though it's something that you think is totally dumb, uh, embrace it. And because and if you go up to your kid and you're like, 
Oh, man, you're playing Pokemon cards. Those things are so dumb. Well, now you as a parent are devaluing your kids' interests. And so for our kids, whatever their interest in, I'll back them 100% on this. And I've, I've, there are, have been times where they've watched a show that I think is totally ludicrous. And I'll say, you know what? I really don't like this show. But if you like it, that's cool. And you go ahead and and watch that show or read that book or participate in this game or whatever it is. I'm not a fan of it, but I'm glad you are. Um, but like with my, with the sidekicks obsession with Pokemon go, uh, there may be a, you know, Sunday afternoon. He's like, Hey dad, can we drive around and go hunt Pokemon? It's like, sure. Let's take an hour. Let's just everybody go and hunt Pokemon together and see what, that's what cool. we can find. Yeah. And you know, I could be doing something else in that hour, but this is something that, Hey, we want to do this together. When the boy showed some interest in soccer, we push that 100%. You know, if this is what you want to do, we want you to be 100% involved in that. We will do everything in our power to make sure this works. If that means mom and dad have to take off early from work so that we can get you to a soccer practice or we have to go out of town and spend an entire weekend uh, at a soccer tournament, we're going to do that because we want to support what you do. Uh, and I don't think a lot of parents really comprehend that. Um, and I know my dad would hate if I told this story, but I tell this story a lot. <laughs> Go ahead. When I was, uh, you know, at some point in your middle school career, they want you to play an instrument. And I was dead set on, I wanted to play the saxophone. And he's like, no, you're not going to play the saxophone. You're not going to be no Richie Cunningham playing saxophone. You're going to play the trumpet. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I played the trumpet. I was good at it. But as soon as it was not a requirement to do, I was like, I don't really care about the trumpet anymore uh, and stopped playing it. I didn't play it in high school. I sold the instrument as soon as I can. Uh, my sister, though, she wanted to play the saxophone. That was no problem. Uh -huh. But why do you think I, that I, was? What's that? Why do you think that was? I don't know. He denies that he ever said that. But <laughs> oh, OK, OK. But, but here's funny. the thing. It was something that, and I 100% know that, that he said that, um, because I remember distinctly him going, you're not going to be no Richie Cunningham. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Richie Cunningham and Happy Days stuff. So it's something that doesn't print. And when you say those things to your kids, when you, when you put down the things that they like, if, you know, if I were to go to my kid and say, oh, um, you know, soccer, you're never going to do anything with that in, in, in your life. Uh, you know, I don't even know why you bother trying. Oh, that's a horrible thing to say to your kid. That yeah. is that is just kind of setting them up for failure. So he loves soccer. We enjoy soccer. We enjoy watching him play soccer. And we've told him we're going to support you 100%. At the same time, we've tried to be a little bit realistic with him to say, I know that you want to be a big soccer player. Have you looked at how many people a team will field uh, or hire? Have you looked at what the pay is for even a beginner? Have you looked at the path? and realize that there are millions of people in the world that play soccer all going for these coveted, you know, 30 positions on a team or whatever a team is currently fielding. And so you're, you know, just be aware. We think you're really good. We think you can do these things and we believe in you and you have a very good chance to do it, but also be realistic that it may not happen. Yeah. But we're here to support you hundred percent. Whatever needs to happen, we'll do it. And so, you know, he's at a soccer camp uh, this weekend, and then I'm taking him out of town so he can go participate in an international uh, soccer uh, event cool. and, uh, with with some, uh, I, I forget who it is, FC Barcelona, I think. 
And, wow. um, and so it's like, we are making those kind of commitments to our kids. Yeah. And, and, and whether I think or not, that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. And like whether or not he ends up going to, uh, the major, you know, the league or, or right, whatever right. it is, like, that's still a really powerful thing. Like, I, I, I think it was, yeah, my, my wife was used to play soccer all the time and mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. constantly remembers how she spent time at a soccer camp with Mia Hamm. And like, that's, oh, cool. like, a, that's like a really cool sort of yeah. memory, whether or not, you know, she's not a professional soccer player right now, but like right. that was something that will serve her and that's served her and that will serve, you know, kids going up. But I think yeah. that I guess what I'm getting at is your daughter, she may come up to you someday and it's like, daddy, let's play my little pony. And you might be going, huh, my little pony. That's so dumb. And then go away. I'm going to watch. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just using this yeah. as an example. I'm sure, not sure, saying sure. you would do this. Oh, go away. I've got football to watch. <laughs> yeah. And then your kid's sitting there going, oh, my dad doesn't want to, you know, have anything to do with me. He thinks all of my stuff is dumb or he thinks it's not important. And that imp- I think, and my, this is my, just my personal belief and experience is that that imprints on a kid and affects them going forward. Oh, totally. I mean, we were just upstairs earlier having a, a dancing and, and singing party to frozen. So I, I don't think I'm going to have too much problem with that personally. <laughs> I, I try to do a, a dance party with my kids and they're just like, dad, you're such an, <laughs> so at some point, at some point, yeah, that's going to, it's going to switch on you. Exactly. You know, my son for father's day, the boy was writing a, they put this little book together, which was very cute. Uh, saying, oh, something that I, th- I used to think you were good at, uh, or something like that was the question that they were answering. Is like, Dad, I honestly thought you could dance at one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, what age? What age should I anticipate the switch? What do you think? I think about I think about eight. I think that's oh, where it is. My, okay. my the sidekick is um, pretty cool with me hanging around and and doing things with him and going and and, and you know going and doing things together. But I noticed right around eight, nine, ten about the time they hit that fourth, fifth grade area. And again, this is just my personal observation. That's when suddenly they're just like, yeah, I want to be my own person and I don't need mom and dad constantly being around. And I've got a group of friends now that I have a click instead of being in a class where everyone has to be friends. Now I have my group of friends and I need to look good for my group of friends. I think whatever that point comes uh, for any kid, that's the point when they start looking at their parents as, Ah, maybe mom and dad are, can sometimes be an embarrassment. And and I don't think that they mean that we're intentionally embarrassing them, but they're more worried about, I don't want to look bad in front of my friends. So how do you deal with that then? Like, what, what do you do to either combat that or accept it or anything? Because I could imagine that that would, like, I could, I could imagine myself by the time Aria's eight and it's like, Oh no, dad, I'm just going to go play with my friends. And part of me would probably be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Like go play. And then I'm Hell like, yeah, oh, no, my, no, my no that, that part's totally cool. But when it's like, uh, dad, uh, I don't want you getting out of the car, uh, and oh. walking into this building with me kind of stuff oh. that grumble, and, and grumble. Now, now here's another thing that, again, this is my personal belief. And I know other people that would totally say, Oh, you're being a horrible parent by doing this. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have, I have never done baby talk with my kids. Uh, no, we even don't when do they're a little either. baby, it's like, yeah. oh, little bitty baby, look at you. You know, I never yeah. did any of that. I, I've always treated my kids as adults and have adult conversations with them. Uh, and when I do get to those points where my son, the oldest, is acting that way, I'm like, you know, you're not being very nice. You're kind of being mean. Uh, the things you're saying are hurtful. 
And, and I'll, you know, I don't know what the parental rating on here, but I'll, I'll say you're kind of being a little D. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, Oh, I don't like it when you call me that. And I'm like, well, this is, you know, there is a cause and effect relationship for every action that you do. And right now your actions are leading me to believe that you are acting this way. And this is why I'm saying that you are acting like a, a little D and, and he'll probably be upset for, with me for a little bit, but then he realizes, Oh yeah, I, I probably wasn't being very nice. And sometimes he'll come up and say, you know, I'm sorry that I said those things to you. And other times he just lets it roll off. And it's just like, well, that's just my dad, you know, saying this to me. But I think that when he's got bad behavior or bad actions for both of them, actually, that I'll call them out on that and saying, this is not appropriate behavior. Uh, you know, I'm your dad, this, uh, and I'm not saying I command respect or I demand respect, but I said, this is not how you treat right. other people, regardless if I'm your dad or your teacher or your boss or a friend, this is not proper interactions. Yeah. And the, the what's beautiful about that. And, and no, I, I totally agree with your, with your approach. We don't baby talk Aria. In fact, we, we actually have a lot of, even at two years old, we have a lot of explanation sort of discussion with her. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. this is why you don't grab on the oven. Like when the oven is on, it's oh, hot. Sure, and sure, like yeah. we talk about like, and she's actually, even at two years old, she's very reasonable. And, and I've talked about that on the show and, and you know, what you're teaching your kids, um, you know, and, and what you just said about your boys, that is, powerful because you're teaching them how to communicate. You're teaching mm -hmm. them how okay. to have a respectful conversation and share in a very meaningful way. Hey, I don't appreciate what you're doing because of X, Y, and Z, not in a way that's blowing up and, you know, smacking your kid around and, and demanding oh, that right, they do yeah. a thing because your dad, this is honest and just looking for mutual respect. True. Sort of yes. But there are times where it's like, why, why do I have to do this? And it does sometimes boil down to because we're your parents and we know what is yeah. better for you in these instances. So you're going to have to do what we tell you to do. Exactly. And of course they get, they get upset about that, but it's, it's just one of those things that at some point, and I've also been very clear on this. I'm like, I know you're mad at me now and I know you don't understand why I'm doing this or your mom is doing this or why we're saying these things now. When you get older, please remember this conversation because then you'll, then you'll understand and, you know, maybe there's a communication thing that we're not getting through to them or I'm not getting through to them to fully explain why my actions may seem unfair or mean or whatever. Um, but I'm like, just just remember this conversation that we're having right now. And the fact that I'm going to tell you in, in the future, this will trigger something for you and you will see it from my perspective and, and it will totally make sense. Totally. And that's where you're going to learn. And so that kind of calms things down. But, you know, I, I, I've, I've said things, I, I'm not a perfect parent, believe me. Uh, you know, my kids have cried. Uh, I've had moments where my kids have said, I hate you. And, you know, run off and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there is a perfect plan for parenting. I've seen some people be much, much better parents than I am. And I've seen some people that are just like horrible parents. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of doing, and I think that's kind of what we all are doing. Uh, we're all trying to do the best we can with parenting. And these are just some things that, you know, growing up that I experienced that I don't want my kids to go through. And so I'm trying to frame things so that they don't suffer the same, um, not the same consequences, but they don't go through the same, uh, events like I did with my parents. And, you know, I think we all want something better for our kids. So every generation should be 
better than the generation before it, if that makes sense. I totally agree. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I think that the best thing that we can do is just follow our gut. You know, we're, we're all in right, this right. journey. We're right. all figuring this out as we go. It's not like yeah. the kid comes with a manual when they pop out. It's a, <laughs> well, let's, yeah, that let's sure would be nice out. if there were some instructions, you know, Oh yeah, food here, poo here. That's, that's the kind of only thing that we know. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's a, uh, and even that's confusing sometimes. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I actually want to, I want to switch the conversation just a little bit. I want to go back to, to some of the, the creative endeavors that you're in today and and really how do you find balance between what you're doing you know all these projects that you're involved when with yeah. all this you know, I was going to use I was going to use the word work but it's not really work because you're <laughs> loving what you're well, doing some, I mean there are some things that I do that are work certainly but I you know I think when the boys were born and especially when the sidekick was born the youngest uh, it became a little bit more clear, and especially when kids are moving out of the age of, you know, just sitting in a in a chair or laying in a crib or whatever it is, where they're just, you know, keep an eye on them, but they're kind of just doing their own thing. And when they start to move and start to explore and they start doing other activities, um, I think I made this really kind of big mental commitment for all the things that I do, because besides major spoilers, I also do some teaching and some other things. Mm -hmm. Um but I made this commitment that, you know, there's got to be time devoted to family or at least devoted to the boys uh, because, and even then I, I probably need to devote more time to them. But I think people that work with me on a regular basis know that from two 30 in the afternoon until seven o'clock at night, that's all family time. That mm -hmm. is me going and picking up my kid from, you know, picking up the boy from middle school taking him to soccer practice, uh, picking up the, the, the sidekick, taking him to karate and spending time at those places, you know, waiting for them and, and, you know, being with them, cooking dinner, sitting down as a family and eating things, uh, you know, making sure that they've at least started their homework. My wife is much better at working with the kids on homework uh, than I am. And then that by the time seven o'clock rolls around, I'm like, okay, I've got to go downstairs and do work. Uh, hugs and kisses and good nights and I love you's and then I go and do my work and then they go and do their thing for a couple of hours and then they go to sleep and in the morning it's the same way I make a habit of hey look I've got to take my kids to to school and I, that is my part of my routine in the morning is I take them to school um, during the summertime it becomes more interesting because the boy is, has been home for now two years during the summertime as opposed to going to a um, like a in the summer not daycare but a school age program mm -hmm. Uh, during the summertime. And so, you know, this summer it is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we've got a, you know, 930 in the morning until 1030 in the morning soccer practice. And then we go to a, a CrossFit uh, training together from one to three. And so oh, and, wow. and then the other days of the week, he's got a cross country practice first thing in the morning at seven. And then we've got another soccer thing and another soccer thing. And, you know, so that's stuff that's important. It's just not me driving up dropping him off and saying, okay, go, go do your thing. You know, I'll hang around, I'll watch them practice. I'll go in, in, in the case of the, the CrossFit thing that he's doing, I'll go and do exercise at the gym too. So there's some benefit for me, but it, you know, I do make sure that my kids are taking some priority and that they know that, and maybe they don't know, I don't know. Um, because sometimes at seven o'clock at night, maybe they have something that they want to do, but I'm mm -hmm. down doing work and dad's not around whenever I've got questions on things. Yeah. Um, but I do try to make a point that from this time to this time is definitely time that I'm supposed to be doing family oriented stuff. So if you're trying to email me or call me or instant message me or whatever, 
I'm probably not going to respond until after that that time is over. And it's so, uh, and so that's, that's really that's really a hard thing for a lot of people to get through yeah. their head because some people are like, well, you've got work to do. And it's like, yes, I do. But the kids are also important. Yes. And, and more important. Yeah. And, and I'm you know, I, I think about a lot of people out there who say, yeah, I'm going to dedicate this time to family, but they'll still like look at the phone. And yeah, they I mean, will, and then, like, then there's that, that kind of stuff that happens, but uh, that happens all the time, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, I may be so tired that literally we sit down and, and one of them's playing on the phone. And then, and so I turn on the TV to watch something and I'll, I'll fall asleep. Um, but I want to want to be there so that if they have a question, if they have a problem, if they have a need, if there's something that they have to do or accomplish that I'm there for them. Oh yeah. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm not there dictating every moment saying, this is family time. We must spend time together as family. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah. Of it's it, just like, I want you to know that I'm here. If you want to do something, I'm here to do those things with you. Yeah. And I guess more, more what I was saying around the phone piece was like, you know, you, you could have a tendency to pull out the phone and then look at, start looking through email sure. and then, right, right, you right. know, Hey, uh, maybe this, uh, th this listener needs a response to a thing and is having trouble mm -hmm. listening to the podcast, like so something, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll give you a little hint. I don't use my phone for email at all. Really? Good on you, yeah, man. I don't. I don't. I mean, it, it's there and I see it, but I never open it because it's just like the way my email system is set up between a couple of different computers. When I start opening things up on my phone, then I'm it is not available on the other systems. This is just the way things are set up. But I just found that, you know what, trying to answer emails and the amount of emails that I get in a day doesn't make sense to even attempt to use that on my phone. So I just simply don't. I don't do it on my iPad either. So the only ways that I use my email is on my desktop or my laptop. And I don't use either one of those two during during those time periods. So um, yeah, I just I just don't. That's and I think great. that'd be great if more people do it. Now, that's not to say that I don't have social media. And if someone is instant messaging me or something like that, that I may not respond. Yeah. Uh, but I but I try to avoid that. Wow, that's, that's actually a really good idea. I didn't even think to... Yeah, because like, well, some people might look at that and just say, oh, you're crazy, man. How can you do that? And it's like, I just don't. It can either it's either yeah. important yeah. enough that you can call me and we can have a phone conversation together or it's something that can wait a few hours until I can respond. That yes, way. exactly. And usually emails are, are something where, hey, get back to me whenever you see this or, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. don't, you know, right. So. No, that, that that's actually that that's kind of mind blowing to me because I, I I've definitely done that where I've gone on vacation and it's like okay I'm going to disable mail on my iPhone and mm -hmm. I will not receive a single thing, but you know I I will find myself you know hanging out with Aria and then all of a sudden we're watching you know Beauty and the Beast or something and then. I'll just sit there because I get a ton of email and it's okay. Let's start going through some of this. And then you're just not in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any recommendations on how to really be present with your kids? It sounds like you do a really good job with that. Um, well, I mean, it's not, <laughs> what I talk about in reality are probably two different things. Um, I try to be in the moment, but again, the oldest is at the point where it's like, ah, oh, dad, I don't even be in the same room with you. You know, so if I <laughs> sit down on the couch, He'll like, oh, I'm going to just go into my room and, and play on my iPad. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, have fun. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you'd be aware. And if you see, you know, and then, you know, I, um, maybe kids get annoyed when, when we ask questions. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll be passing through or something and he's watching Naruto or they're watching Pokemon or something. And I'm like, 
oh, what's going on with this guy? And they're like, oh, we don't want to explain to you right now what's going on, but at least they know that I'm showing some kind of interest yeah. in the things that they're doing. Um, and occasionally, in the case of, uh, you know, the amazing world of Gumball, I don't know if you've ever watched this oh, show yeah. yet. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's a great show. I used to think that that was the stupidest show in the Me world. Me too. And, and, two, and two years ago, maybe it's almost three years ago, the boy was home. That was when he stopped going to the summer age program. Uh, he was home and I'd be working. And so I kind of just leave him alone and let him do whatever he wants. Uh, but it's always like, if you need something, let me know. I'm just, you know, 12 steps away, but I'll come passing through and he's watching the amazing world of gumball. And I'm like, this is a horrible show. This is so dumb. This is like, really why this, I don't like this show. I don't understand why you're watching. And then one day I said, you know what? I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to watch this and try to understand what it is. And it was a brilliant episode. And I was just like, oh, my God, is this how every episode? And he's like, yeah, yeah Dad, it is. I keep telling you this is good. And yep. it's just one of those things where suddenly it clicks with you. Oh, this is really cool. Let's let's bond together over over these kinds of things. So if there's things that you guys can bond over and, and talk about or have a shared interest with. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, he went through uh, Legend of Zelda and made it through uh, Breath of the Wild from beginning to end. And I was just like every day I was like, oh, my God, what did you do today? Or he'd let me watch a little little part of that. Uh, and then he would tell me when he'd hit these certain accomplishments and stuff. It's like, hey, good job. I'm still on top of the giant uh, plateau and I haven't even gone down to the bottom yet. But you <laughs> finished the game. That's awesome. I get so, I mean, I, and I've, I've talked to Scott about this a little bit too. I get so caught up in uh, open world games where I just feel like I, I get intimidated when I go into those games and I just, mm -hmm. I have like analysis paralysis almost. And I just like, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't know what to do next. I want to spend my time wisely. And then the next thing I know, like two hours have passed and I'm just stressing out. about Right. It. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, good. I totally understand where you're coming from on that. Yeah. Um, no, this has been a really fun conversation, Steven. I appreciate it. And, and I like to kind of end the, um, the interviews looking for a little bit of words of wisdom. Um, you provided a lot of wisdom today and it's been a really great uh just just uh, it, it's been really fun kind of visiting the ways that you kind of perceive your 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 son's privacy um i think that that's really great um also talking about the ways that you can communicate with your kids but outside of all that you know looking back you know let's say 10 years ago when uh you were just becoming a dad what would you tell a young steven schleicher um about, hey, uh, it's okay, you know? And, and what sort of words of wisdom would you give them? I, I, you know, I never felt overwhelmed as a parent because I knew my wife was there and we would work together on a lot of these things. And and there are times where we uh, will pass good cop, bad cop back and forth between each other uh, when it's needed. Um, you know, I, I, I guess if there's somebody who's sitting there and really having a freak out about, oh, I'm a parent, new parent, I don't know if I'm going to be good or, or nobody knows. Uh, you know, just, you know, you got to do what's right. You, you, you hopefully have a moral compass, uh, that lets you know what is good from bad. And, uh, you need to try to pass your moral compass and values off to your, to your child, uh, so that they grow into an adult. Uh, you know, you know, you're not prepping them for today. You're not prepping your kid for today. You're prepping them for when they leave the house so that they can function in the world. And, um, maybe bringing it back to a video game, right? Uh, especially open world stuff where you're building your character and your character is going to adapt over time and change over the time. And if you look at your, you know, your, your character at the end of the game compared to where your character was at the beginning of the game, 
that's life, right? That's what you're doing with your child. Uh, you're trying to encourage them and trying to give them skills that they need to survive in the world, not just survive for the day or not just to do what you want them to do, but you're really preparing them for the future. And so you got to have to have some, some long-term goals as to, am I, am I meeting their needs so that they can succeed uh, in the future? I guess. Wow. I, yeah. Does that make any sense? It, it, it totally does. I did not expect you to bring in the video game piece. And that totally resonates with me just because. Yeah. Also, yeah. also don't forget to remind your kids that they're going to have to take care of you uh, when, when you're old. Uh, and so, you know, uh, my oldest uh, right now is just like, uh, no, uh, the sidekick can do that. Cause I'm not taking care of you when you're old. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, that's an expectation in, in, in our family. We've got a mixed culture family. Uh, that's an expectation in our culture that, you know, you got to take care of the parents, uh, when they get old yeah. and, uh, and you know, we're, we're here to do everything we can to make you succeed. But at the same time, it's expected that the children take care of their parents when they get old. And so are you going to be the type of parents where your kid is going to say, uh, yeah, I'm just going to put you on an iceberg and float you out into nowhere. Or are they going to be the ones that are like, you know what? I want to make sure that my parents are taken care of just like they took care of me. Love it. Yeah. I changed your diapers. You're going to change mine. Right. I, I say that. I do say that. And yes. he's like, I'm not changing your diaper. I'm like, yeah, you might change your mind yeah. when I'm uh, 75. So that's such a dad thing to say. I love it. <laughs> uh, Steven Schleicher, why don't you uh, share a little bit of information about where people can reach you? Pretty much you can find me wherever you find Major Spoilers. So Majorspoilers.com is the website at Major Spoilers on Twitter. I am at Major Spoilers on Instagram. Um, blah, 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 blah. I think we've even got a Major Spoilers uh, Facebook page if you want to follow us there. So much stuff. I think the best place, though, is to uh, find everything that we gather in one spot at Majorspoilers.com. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you again for being on the show and sharing your perspective of fatherhood. Oh, thank you very much. This has been fun. Thanks again to Steven Schleicher of Major Spoilers. To check out all of the great work that Steven does, head over to Majorspoilers.com. It's especially cool getting to know people like Steven because he's somebody that I listen to a lot, especially on the morning stream, and I've always enjoyed his perspective. But when you have the opportunity to speak to folks like this about something that is completely different from what you typically hear coming out of their mouths, and you're hearing them talk more about something mutually uh, amazing, like becoming a dad and how to parent your kids. That's a really fun conversation. So I hope you guys are enjoying some of these other perspectives of people that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of around the internet and around social media, etc. And if you guys have any thoughts, be sure to email me, the dad chronicle podcast at gmail.com. And if you did enjoy what you listened to today, consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. It's super easy, and the links are all over at thedadchronicle.com. And if you head over to thedadchronicle.com, there is a link to become a patron. We have a lot of really great rewards for patrons, so be sure to check that out. Now, as I mentioned, you can email this show, thedadchroniclepodcast at gmail.com, if you'd ever like to chime in. But if you'd like to follow me on social media, just search for me on Twitter, Instagram, any of that stuff. You can find me at Alex Albisu. Last name is spelled A-L-B as in boy, I-S as in Sam, U. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.